Hey, this morning we have a guest joining us here in our studios, visiting this morning with Ryan Hawkins. You might remember him. He uh, used to go to school here in Atlantic, uh, played a little basketball here, uh, played a little basketball at Northwest Missouri State, and played a year at Creighton, had a lot of success at all those places, and got the rings to prove it. I uh, had a chance to uh, do some different things, played in the NBA G League, and now been uh, working on an overseas basketball career in Italy. How are you? Doing well, Jim. Thank you. They let you sneak away for a bit. Yeah, I got a week home and uh, took advantage of it. Yeah, you couldn't wait to get back and see some of the old friends? Yep, and uh, the food. Got to get back to that American-style food. <laughs> a lot of rich foods over there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> kind of tough sometimes to keep in basketball shape. How do you enjoy the league? This is your first year playing in the uh, Serie A in, uh, league in, in Italy for the uh, team Pistoia, which is near the Florence area. How are you enjoying it? Oh, the culture is amazing, uh, unlike anything you experience in the U.S. So that part of it's really fun. Uh, and the basketball side of things, uh, I really love the European style as far as uh, how I'm allowed to play kind of as that stretch four where you can pick and pick and pop, shoot the three, uh, still attack downhill, and then you just play more of a team-style game than uh, you do in the G League. So I really enjoy that part of it uh, from the basketball side of things. But then just from the, like, the history of you know, Florence, like you said, is right there. I'm 40 minutes from the Leaning Tower of Pisa. So some of like, the really cool like touristy landmarks and stuff, I'm right in the heart of it all. Do you ever take that for granted? You know, uh, I've been to Leaning Tower of Pisa now four times with different visitors that have came over and seen me. It's like every single time it's still unbelievably uh, unique. Just you, it's, uh, it's hard to describe the actual like appearance of it because it doesn't look that big until you get up to it and you like climb up the tower. It's like, all right, this is pretty cool. Like they were able to do this that many years ago. <laughs> well, and you know, when you were in college, Northwest Missouri State or over at Creighton, uh, you had one of the largest fan bases for any one player. It seemed like everywhere you went, there were just a whole bunch of folks from the Atlantic area uh, coming over, some religiously and others wanted to get over as often as they could. And you knew that was going to kind of disappear as you moved into the professional side because you'd be further away from home. But it's got to be refreshing to see family and friends be able to stop by now and again, even though it is an overseas trip. Yeah, it is pretty neat, especially when you consider like it is a full day of travel one way. Uh, you know, like I'm about to do 15 and a half hours on a plane today, going back over to Italy. And, you know, it's kind of intimidating when you like see that travel day lined out and you're like, well, you're going to go an entire day without sleep. But then you get there and it's like, yeah, that wasn't that bad. It's so worth it. <laughs> Once it's over, it's over. Mm -hmm. Moving on. And you've got all the fun stuff again. Uh, so when you get a chance to come back for like a week or whatever here in the middle of a season now, so what do you do? Do you just unwind? Do you stay away from basketball for a bit? Uh, no, unfortunately, you can't just stay away. you got to try and stay in shape and uh, get as many shots up as you can. So uh, I was real intentional about making sure I got a good workout in my first day back so I could – uh, kind of get that jet lag out of the body, get the legs feeling good again. Um, and then I was able actually to see two really good basketball games this weekend, watch uh, the Bearcats win on Saturday, and then went over and watched Creighton beat UConn on Tuesday night. So uh, even when I'm on a break from basketball, I, I still seem to find myself watching basketball, playing basketball, and thinking about basketball. Well, close connections, of course, with Northwest Missouri State because you were part of a group there that had so much success in that period. And then, of course, really tight ties at Creighton as well, even though you were only there one year. Do you try to follow as best you can from overseas? Yeah, absolutely. The only thing that makes it difficult is a seven-hour time change. So watching my Chiefs in the Super Bowl made me stay up till about 5.30 in the morning and then had a 9 a.m. practice the next day. But it was worth it. 
I'd do it. I'd do it again to see him win another Super Bowl. <laughs> Very good. Talk a little bit about the experience now, too. Is it what you thought it would be? You mentioned up front that the style of play in the European game is more to your liking and, and suits you a little bit better. Do you find that you're having a lot more fun right now? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, like you can impact the game in Europe without scoring the ball, and especially where I'm, uh, you know, I'm like considered one of like a knockdown shooter over there. Uh, you don't get to take. 10, 15 shots a game like you do in the G League, you get five, six. If you're lucky, you get seven, and you better make them count. So it's not like you have five guys on the floor scoring 20 points a game. Like most of our games are in the 60s and the 70s. It's lower scoring. It's defense. It's taking care of the ball offensively. It's, uh, you know, playing that not even a slower style of game, but just a, like the competition is just that much better that you just can't get those easy buckets that uh, you really got to make it count when you do get a look. And it just puts that much more emphasis on every single possession, offensively and defensively. There's very little room for error. And we've talked about that before. No, no offense to the G League and all. It was a great experience, I know, for you. And you got to meet and network in a lot of different ways with folks. But the game is a more individualized game just simply because guys aren't at the top level. They're trying to impress someone to get there. Where you are now, it's a team game because you're trying to make playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you're still trying to impress people, but... Right. You, you can't do that by going out and scoring 35 and just taking all the shots you want. You have to do it by, you know, scoring your 15 on five shots and being just super efficient offensively and proving that you can guard at the defensive level over there uh, because that's how you're going to get those bigger contracts and get some of those bigger teams uh, interested in you is proving that, you know, I can only take two or three shots a game, contribute my six, eight, ten points, and, you know, not be a liability defensively. Uh so it's different ways to impress uh, GMs and front office over in uh, Europe compared to the G League. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're, as I said, you're trying to make the playoffs and all. Uh, you guys, it started out a little rough. It kind of started out a little slow on the season for your squad, but you guys seem to have hit your stride now. Yeah, you know, starting 0-4, dropping two games that, you know, we definitely should have won uh, and still made the midseason playoffs. That's what's impressive is we made the uh, Italian Cup which is just the top eight teams at the halfway point of the year. Uh, so for a team that, you know, we were predicted to be dead last in our league preseason, uh, to prove that, you know, we're a playoff team midseason with a, a viable chance for playoffs postseason, like uh, I think we have a lot to be proud of considering most of the guys on our team are 26 and we're playing against guys that have been around for you know almost 10 years in some cases. So, uh, to be as young as we are and having the success that we are after a really rough start shows a lot about our team. Northwest Missouri State, you guys were just picked number one every year and expected to win a national championship, <laughs> and you pretty well did. But then you go over here and you're picked dead last. How does Ryan Hawkins respond to that? Yeah, uh, you know, it, coming from Northwest, it was a weird feeling losing games, uh, especially four in a row. It was the first time in my career I've ever lost four games in a row, and it, you know, it does. It weighs on you a lot. You start thinking about it, and then it's – then you stop thinking about what you need to think about to win a game. Then you start thinking, well, why do we keep losing this game, not what do we need to do to win a game? Uh, so you really have to make sure you're intentional about controlling your mindset. Uh, but then as a team, we went in and beat two programs that uh, you know Pistoia has never beaten in the history of Pistoia basket. So the fact that we were able to go knock off two essentially juggernauts in Serie A, um, kind of a big feather in our cap for that.
No doubt. You know, you talk about some of the uh, cultural differences and things off the court. What about on the court? Because you don't necessarily speak the same language as your teammates, <laughs> and sometimes is communication difficult? Yeah, so that's, uh, you learn broken English, essentially, uh, and you get really good at reading hand signs. <laughs> uh, and Italians are very, uh, they speak with their hands more than they speak with their words at times, so that part of it's helpful. Um, but, you know, when you're around... Uh, like a different language every single day, you kind of pick up on stuff. So as far as the basketball side of it, you know, you can pretty much, uh, I understand the basketball, like communication now. The first couple of weeks, it was like, holy cow, what is this guy saying? Uh, but that, you know, once you get over that barrier, it's, uh, it's a little bit better. Um, but then once you try and communicate with Italians on the floor, and it's like you're listening for your English words, but then you're still listening for your, your Italian keywords that you know, like need to know to rotate on defense and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, it's going to be really nice someday when you can play with all English-speaking guys and not really have to worry about trying to listen for two different languages. Well, we see athletes come to the United States to play in our professional sports leagues and things. We just expect them to assimilate right away and succeed. And now you're seeing it from their perspective. It's not always easy. No, especially when you're just thrown into it. Um, thankfully, there's one guy on our team. He's from, uh, uh, from Britain. So he's got English as his first language, and he's lived in Pistoia for nine years now playing. So he speaks Italian fluently. And so if it's like something where we really need to like stop and have like someone translate, it's pretty easy to, you know, you just ask him and he'll translate both English and Italian for us. Sure. Well, in professional sports, you don't have to be best friends with your teammates. You just have to get along on the court and be able to mesh together as a team. But have you made friends? Oh, absolutely. And I think that was kind of the, what we struggled with the first four weeks was our team roster was completely new. We only had three guys from last year that were still there. So you're throwing six, seven new guys onto that team, and we had two of them injured in preseason, so it's not like you're getting to play with that. And so having four games where, you know, they were all one-score games, it's like, you know, you should win two of those games <laughs> out of the four, just statistically speaking. But then you factor in the fact that we haven't had that team chemistry, we haven't really built that relationship yet. Uh, I think that was kind of the reason we struggled out the gate was – Every other team in that league had uh, some familiarity with their roster, and we had none. So it took us a little bit to gel, but once we did, uh, I mean, we're as good as anybody in our league just because of the way we play together. We all know that professional athletes' lifespans are short. At least their professional sports' lifespans <laughs> are short. It doesn't uh, necessarily go forever. We all know that. But it's just, how do you look at it? I mean, do you look at it as every day is a blessing that I'm getting to do what I love to do, or do you continually look at it as long-term? Uh, I mean, obviously I think about the long-term goal and like what I want to be able to accomplish while playing, but I think the biggest thing I focused on is making sure I wake up every day knowing I'm like still loving what I do. And I like, I've joked with a couple of friends. I said, you know, if I can play for 10 years, I don't care if my last four years aren't in a real competitive league. I don't care if I'm down in, you know, Puerto Rico or the, the Dominican league, just playing in a tropical environment. Uh, you know, kind of just messing around with it. Like if it still like allows me to play the game as a job uh, before I actually find a real job, uh, I'm all for that. But at the same time, like I want to play at the highest level I possibly can and compete like while my body still allows me to do that. I've talked with a number of professional athletes over the years, and in some cases it's just a job. It's just a business. You know, it's just what they do for a living. You don't look at it that way at all, do you? No, I still enjoy the game of basketball. Um, like 
like I said, I came back to the States and the first thing I wanted to do was go shoot and go get a workout in. And, uh, I think the day that I no longer want to do that is the day I'll be like, okay, maybe it's time to figure out something else. Um, but for now, like I wake up, I still love to compete. I still get nervous before games. Like once I don't have that feeling anymore, it'll be time to be done, but I don't see that feeling going away anytime soon. Very good. Well, if folks here in the area, they're still fans. You're just a little harder to follow right now, but uh, is there a way for them to follow you? Uh, unfortunately, no, because Serie A does not stream anything in the United States. Um, I know that's the thing. You can watch it in every European country you want, but for some reason not the U.S. So that part of it's a little frustrating, but you can always catch a game in person. Oh, well, there you go. It's just a plane <laughs> ticket, and what would you say, a 15-hour ride? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's uh, not the shortest trick ever, but... <laughs> but you'll see lots of stuff and eat great food. Yeah, the food will the food will make you want to come back. Sure. Well, you can follow online, too. You can find stats and information, all that kind of stuff on the web, so make sure you do that. The uh, Pistoia squad uh, battling for a playoff spot here as they wind down the season here in the next few weeks. Th- Ryan Hawkins been with us here this morning on a quick trip back to the United States as he heads back to Italy to play some more professional hoops. Hey, thanks for coming by. Appreciate it. Best of luck to you. Thank you, Jim.